After a small brush fire was put out near their home, the Betts family came across a heavy, bright metal sphere laying in the grass. It was slightly scuffed, seamless, and only had one identifying mark, a tiny triangle about three millimeters long. They took it inside and nearly forgot all about it until days later when someone started to play the guitar. It was then that the ball began to vibrate and hum. After placing it on a table to inspect it more closely, everyone watched in surprise as the ball began to roll around, all on its own. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. On March 27, 1974, Terry Betts, a 21-year-old pre-med student, and his mother, Jerry, and father, Antoine, an engineer, were inspecting the damage done by a small brush fire near their 88-acre property on Fort George Island. The island is a patch of dry ground among the coastal marshlands of northeastern Florida, well-timbered with beautiful moss-draped trees and tropical shrubs. It was then that they stumbled upon a strange object that was definitely at a place for its natural surroundings, a bright metal sphere about the size of a bowling ball just sitting there in the grass. It was quite heavy, seamless, and aside from minor scuffs on its surface, it only had one distinguishing mark, a tiny triangle about three millimeters long. They'd never seen anything like it before. It was clear that the object hadn't started the brush fire. So their immediate and first thought was that it might have been a cannonball left there from the New World Conquistadors. The island, after all, had a long history going way back to a 16th century Spanish mission. While it was otherwise unremarkable, for whatever reason, they decided not to leave the sphere in the grass and instead took it home. And that's when the Betzes' lives changed forever. Several days later, a family friend came over and Terry started to play his guitar. All of a sudden, the sphere started to react to the sound. It began to come alive. The orb hummed and vibrated, responding to certain musical notes, sounding almost like a tuning fork. Terry also began to notice that if you put the sphere on the ground, it would roll away from you, rolling back to the person who initially placed it down. Amazed, the family then put it on a table to inspect it more closely. Everyone watched in surprise as the ball began to roll around on its own. It would even stop and change direction without anyone touching it and without falling off the edges of the table. One time, the ball rolled for 12 minutes straight without a single pause. This was all strange enough, but over the next several days, Terry decided to try more experiments with the sphere. For example, when he'd hit the sphere with a hammer, it would make a noise. This wasn't unusual since it was made of metal, but it didn't have the typical metal clang or fading echo that was to be expected when being hit. 
Terry also discovered that the sphere would move and vibrate for a long time after it was shaken. It was after these experiments that more strange things started to happen. Doors in their house started slamming shut on their own, and they began to hear organ music playing in the middle of the night. The sphere also started to roll around following people around the house. The family dog began to be disturbed by some kind of inaudible deep resonance or sound coming from the orb that the humans in the household couldn't hear. Jerry Betts was quoted in the Palm Beach Post newspaper on April 15, 1974, stating, quote, There must be a high frequency or waves coming from it. When we put our poodle beside the ball, she whimpers and puts her paw over her ears, end quote. As the days went on, they began to notice other peculiarities surrounding the sphere. This activity really concerned them. As a result, the family ended up storing the sphere in a trunk and would take it out only to show friends and family. At the advice of friends, the Betts family eventually contacted the U.S. military and NASA and asked if they would come check it out. Was it a military device, U.S. or Russian, a downed satellite, a piece of an aircraft, or spaceship? Both NASA and the military claimed to not know what it was and suggested that nearby Jacksonville Naval Air Station conduct further testing. Now, this is where reports start to differ. Some say that the family declined further testing, and others report that being desperate to find out something more concrete, they consented. Information dug up about what was discovered by the naval base also varies. Some of the claims include that upon their first time trying to X-ray the sphere, the machine wasn't powerful enough to penetrate the metal and see into its core. So after a time, the Navy ended up using a 300 kilovoltage X-ray. After finally being able to see inside the 22-pound sphere, scientists discovered that the orb wasn't hollow as initially anticipated. In fact, there were two spheres within the main sphere, and inside those internal spheres were two magnetic poles, or four magnetic poles, two negative and two positive, again, depending on the source you read. These magnetic poles supposedly would shift and move around on their own accord, defying logic. How were they able to move on their own? One researcher, Dr. Carl Wilson, discovered that the sphere contained radioactive elements and was stated to have believed it defied the laws of physics. Dr. J.A. Harder, who was also present and conducted experiments at the time, said that the elements inside the sphere were heavier than anything known in the scientific community. Researchers also noted that the sphere appeared to be sending out radio waves. The orb would even react to differing weather conditions. It was more active on bright days, almost as if it was affected by the solar energy. Was sunlight a definitive influence on the mysterious sphere? It didn't seem to react to direct heat or infrared light. It was discovered as well that the sphere was capable of withstanding an incredible 120,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. By the end of the additional testing, no one could determine what exactly the Bet sphere, as it became to be known, was where it originated from, or who created it. This was the last time activities around or about the sphere itself were documented. No one knows what ultimately happened to it or where it ended up after that. Cynics believe that there is a rational explanation for the Betts sphere. An AP story printed by the Palm Beach Post on April 18, 1974, reported that the existence of a second sphere had been discovered in Jacksonville, Florida. That sphere was deemed to have been scrap metal from the St. Regis Company paper mill. 
A couple of days later, on April 20th, 1974, UPI ran a story explaining that the sphere was identical to paper mill valve spheres manufactured by Bell & Howell in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and distributed through a Jacksonville, Florida company near the Betts home. Robert Edwards, president of the equipment supply firm, said that the description of the Betts sphere matched the stainless steel spheres stocked by his company. He was quick to point out that his opinion was based on not seeing the sphere, but only hearing a description about it. Stanley Rose, the director of marketing for Bell & Howe, said that he knew nothing in Bell & Howe spheres that would cause behavior displayed by the Betts sphere, such as rolling around without being pushed on a flat coffee table and not falling off the edge, or pulsating with slight back and forth motions. Rose was quoted, we'd like to see their sphere and examine it to determine whether it is one of ours. Who knows, maybe it was left by little green men from Saturn or Mars, end quote. In 2012, Skeptoid, a weekly podcast that is dedicated to examining and debunking the supernatural, conducted its own investigation around the Bet sphere. Through it, they concluded that the Bet sphere was indeed a ball check valve produced by the Bell & Howe Company. Its size, weight, and metallurgical composition seemed to match those of the company's previously manufactured ball check valves. Skeptoid also revealed that, in their opinion, the sphere's seemingly autonomous motion was exaggerated, noting that the sphere, quote, sat quietly on display inside the Betts home for nearly two weeks and is not reported to have ever moved on its own at all, except for when someone took it down to experiment with it, end quote. To add to disbelievers' claims that it was a hoax, people point to a former representative of the United States Navy who supposedly stated that he believed that the sphere rolled around due to the construction of the house. The house was old and apparently had uneven stone floors. Since the ball was almost perfectly balanced, it took only a little indentation in the floor to make it move or change direction. Skeptoid also noted that a New Mexico artist named James Derling Jones had been in the area at the time collecting scrap metal for use in his sculptures. He was said to have loaded ball check valves into the rooftop luggage rack of his Volkswagen bus and had been driving through the Jacksonville area around Easter of 1971, the theory being that a few of the balls rolled off the luggage rack and were lost. So if the world knew within two weeks of the Betts sphere discovery that it was an ordinary object, why did it gain so much worldwide publicity? In the April 16, 1974 issue of the Palm Beach Post, the editor suggested a possible answer to distract the American public from the growing Watergate scandal at the time. Without knowing the whereabouts of the Betts sphere today and being able to further examine it, we're left to third-party accounts of what happened. It is important to note that it wasn't until three years later, after the artist Sterling Jones was supposedly driving through Jacksonville, that the sphere was discovered on Fort George Island. And while it is entirely possible for an object to be hidden for that length of time underneath overgrown grass, it is odd that no one during the time of the official investigations, the media and reporters, scientists and researchers, or even government personnel were able to definitively prove that the Bet sphere was supposedly a common ball check valve. Where is the side-by-side -side comparison of the Bell and Howe item and the Bet sphere? Or was it really used as a distraction amidst the nation's largest political scandal at that time? The Betts family didn't make a profit from their experiences either. Mrs. Betts is said to have reportedly turned down $750,000 in exchange for the sphere. 
Further, in an article from the St. Petersburg Evening Independent from April 22, 1974, it quoted a Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was able to conduct a hands-on examination of the object. He was said to have believed that the Betts family didn't attempt to deceive anyone. They were simply baffled about the object and whether or not it was man-made. In fact, he even went as far as to say that the Betzes were disturbed by all the media attention. They really didn't have anything to gain other than people thinking that they were crazy in their search for the truth. In the end, when you combine a mysterious shiny object, general scientific ignorance at the time, an uneven house floor, and media misquotes, we get the terrific urban legend of the Bet Sphere that continues to this day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Was the Bet Sphere extraterrestrial? A downed satellite or other more advanced human technology part of a top secret weapon? Or was it in fact just a common ball check valve that stumped the Betts family, public, media, and scientists upon initial testing? Check out the photos and other evidence at supernaturalmatters.com and head over to A Psychic Story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. You can also leave us a voicemail at 1-800-880-1881. You can find all other episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on the website or on your favorite podcast player.